Welcome back to, to the fucking podcast. <laughs> it's actually a sunny day today. Yeah. Um, and we're inside recording. <laughs> In our studio. <laughs> yes. Um, so today is a special episode. Yeah, we're going to try out some new concepts. Yeah. And we're never doing this again. <laughs> yeah, for real though, because the research is like, yeah, it's too hard. It's too much. We, I think we are both like a little bit more respect towards those podcasters. Exactly. That actually talk about, you know, true crime or supernatural stuff. Yeah. Like the, the amount of research they have to do. BuzzFeed Unsolved. Oh, that's no joke. They even have BuzzFeed Unsolved. Even, don't they have to like go out and visit those places? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no thanks. Like, but it's their job. Like, yeah. This is not our enough. job. Yeah. We're just doing yeah. this for shit and giggles. <laughs> exactly. Um, so we put a lot of time and energy into today's episode. Yes, we totally did. I, I didn't just finish my notes like five minutes ago. Mm-hmm. I spent hours writing this Damn. script. Okay. <laughs> Oh, script! <laughs> yes. So you totally read from the script today, huh? Halfway. But like they do in okay. BuzzFeed Unsolved. And like we give our thoughts. We can give our thoughts. Yeah, we can re- like reflect in between. a little. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we also have like Professor Hoot Hoot in the studio today. Yeah. Even though she won't be talking. She will be, as she said earlier, she will be in her own corner and pretend that she doesn't exist. <laughs> 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 With headphones on and all. Reading manga. Yes. My mom. Okay. So should we actually talk about what we're doing today? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I th- I was thinking you can start with your true crime case. Yeah. And I can talk about the supernatural later. Yeah. So we've prepared kind of like a true crime, unsolved mysteries kind of episode. Ooh. So I have a true crime story. Mm-hmm. And perf- what am I calling? <laughs> what? PM has. A supernatural urban legend story. Yeah. Z- Not just one. Just okay, one. just one. I managed to find one that was long enough. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're not into true crime, skip ahead to... 25 minutes, 45 seconds. Uh, yeah. Just start. Okay. <laughs> so let me first tell you how I came across this story. Okay. Because, okay, first I want to play you a song uh-huh. because you might have heard it and it... Could make you relate more or like hmm i doubt it but yeah you can try is a pretty well-known song like a lot of k-pop groups have covered this, this oh song. okay the one by bts is the most popular one of course oh Mm-hmm. So you might have heard it like un- unintentionally. Like when I heard it, I was like, "Oh, I've heard this song." Are before, we okay but... with like copyright wise? <laughs> no, I like bleep it out. Okay, you'll but bleep I it out. it's called "As I Told You." If you want to mm-hmm. listen to "As it. I Told You," it's a good song. La 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 la. You know, that I love song. that song. <laughs> yeah, yeah like that's so song. good oh, song, Lord. right? Yeah. <laughs> well, <Uh-oh. laughs> so I was actually listening to the remix because uh-huh. uh, he has a remix with PH One. Okay. You know PH1? No, not really. Okay, he featured in Epic Heisen songs, okay? Yeah. But he's very funny. He's a hip-hop artist, Korean hip-hop artist too. Okay. Very funny. 
And he made a remi- remix this year mm-hmm. uh, with, as I told you, by Kim Sung Jae. Yeah. <clears throat> so I was like, I just assumed that the artist was still alive. Okay. But I, but I was like, this song is from 1995. Okay. So I was like, I wonder what he looks like now. Mm-hmm. So I looked him up. And you know when you Google things, like related questions come up. Yeah. And one of them was, how old was Kim Sung Jae when he died? Oh. And I was like, what? what like, no mean? way. Like, because celebrity questions, like related questions mm-hmm. when it comes to celebrities, there's always one that is like, oh, is this celebrity dead? Yeah, yeah. You know, but like they're not dead. Yeah, I do. So I was like, oh, it's probably one of those. But no, because I like clicked on it mm-hmm. and it was like Kim Sung Jae died when he was 23 years old oh and I was like oh because you don't die by like I, randomly, randomly at 23, 23 no. you know so I was like oh I should probably have this as my true crime story just like as a little like sneak like not as my main yeah story but just like as like oh fun fact mm-hmm. But actually, it was a lot deeper oh, <laughs> than I okay. thought. So I was like, you know, I need a full story on this. Uh, exactly, exactly. Um, so let tell, let me tell you mm-hmm. about the death of Kim Sung Jae. Okay, so he was a Korean singer, mm-hmm. rapper, dancer, and model. Oh, okay. Born in 1972. Okay. And died on November 20th, 1995, the day after releasing his first solo album and making his solo debut. So he died on November um, 19th. No, he debuted Mm -hmm. with this song as his solo album on November 19th, 1995. He's the one. Okay, I think I heard about him, but I don't know how he died though. I don't know. Okay. I just knew that somebody came out with the hit song, but he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> and he died the day after. Damn. That's not a good look, bro. Yeah, so I was like... Hmm. Did he, what the guess, fuck? Did his company try to kill him? I'm just kidding. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you'll see. At only 23. Yeah, that's, that's pretty young. I feel so sorry for a guy because he's an icon. Uh, so he was already known as a member of the influential first generation hip-hop group Deuce. Yeah, You've I probably know heard that. of them. Yeah, I know that name. Uh, so he was a member of that group, uh, but they disbanded in 1995. Actually, okay. only two years after they de- their debut, okay. which was surprising to me because <laughs> I've heard like so many people referencing their songs uh-huh. and like so Korean you would assume that they're kind of successful. that they had a long career yeah, exactly. because they have so many hit songs. But mm-hmm. no, it was only two years. Must um, have been two hectic years, bro. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because they didn't agree musically, apparently, and decided to pursue solo careers. Okay, understandable. Yeah, so a few months later, on November 19th, 1995, he debuted with his solo album. Uh-huh. Now, let me tell you what happened that day. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he checked into a hotel with his backup dancers, right. his manager, and his girlfriend. Uh-oh. And when they were later interrogated, they said they just hung out in the common room together mm-hmm. and had a few beers. 
Right. Then his backup dancers and his manager yeah. left at 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. and went to bed. Which means that he was alone with his girlfriend. Of course. And another fact that is relevant later in the story is that his manager turned on a dryer before going to sleep. Mm-hmm. And it was a type of dryer that automatically turns off that turns off after two hours and 15 minutes. Okay. Um, Wait, a dryer? I was like, when you wash clothes, the yeah, dryer just a dry clothes? clothes dryer, okay. yeah. Okay, so the manager tried to wake Sungjo up at 6 a.m., mm-hmm. but failed. Right. Oh, oh. At first, he didn't think much of it, but after failing to wake him up a second time, he thought something was wrong. He also noticed that the dryer was still running. Oh. Even though it was supposed to stop at around 3 a.m. Uh-huh. So after trying to wake him up yet again, he found out that Sanjay wasn't breathing. Oh. And he was pronounced dead on the 20th of November, 1995, oh. at only 23 years old. Damn. So, what do you think happened? Okay, so far so good. I feel like, I mean, the girlfriend is definitely suspicious. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I just don't know what the dryer has to do with this. Like, did they use something in the dryer to kill him? Like, it's actually not that relevant. Oh, but no. like in all the, like in the maybe it's only relevant to the time. Yeah. Yeah. Kinda. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, because I the most of. My biggest source for this story was a YouTube video because it explains things yeah. a lot better. And they were like, remember this de- this detail. But mm-hmm. I was like, it's actually not that relevant. No. Yeah. I just added it for a little drama. A little okay. spice. Yeah, okay. a little <laughs> spice. Okay, so at first his death was ruled as cardiac arrest. Mm-hmm. But some fans thought that he might have overdosed of drugs since he was rumored to be a drug addict before passing. Ooh. Shady. Okay. Then the autopsy report came in. Mm-hmm. Of course. And they had found 28 needle marks on his right arm. Shit. That's... That's a lot, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and this fact supports the theories that, that he overdosed, mm-hmm. but he didn't. Oh, so they were old marks, probably. No. No. Let me tell you. Okay. So his toxicology report showed that he had been injected with animal sedatives. Oh, crap. Such as anesthesia and euthanizer in high doses. Shit. But also, Kim Sung-jae was right-handed. Ah. Which would have made it very difficult for for him him to inject himself. himself. So they were like, it's probably not suicide. Yeah, no. Yeah. That's obvious. Um, and also, <laughs> I wrote, you and Dr. G can correct me if I'm wrong, <laughs> <laughs> but substances like these can clog up human veins if too much is injected at a time. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Which explains the 28 needle marks. Yeah. However, you wouldn't know this unless you had good knowledge about the human body. Yeah. And he probably didn't, but you know who did? The girlfriend? Exactly. Because she was a medical student. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, but 
oh, okay, but if it's that obvious, why is this case a mystery? Well, let me okay. tell Keep you. Keep going, bro. <laughs> so, it turns out that, that his girlfriend had previously bought animal sedatives. Wow. <laughs> From an animal hospital mm-hmm. and ask the police now ask the people at the animal hospital to uh, not tell the police if they ever ask. Wow, which is very very discreet. That just makes you more me- remember memorable when the police shows up and ask them. Stuff. Yeah, It'd be like, oh, do you remember the customer? Yeah, exactly. There was the, the girl and she specifically <laughs> told me not to tell you. So. Exactly. So. Throughout this case, you'll notice, like, the girlfriend is not very discreet. No. Um, and she is the main suspect, obviously. Yeah, of course. Uh, to this day. Uh, but, yeah, you'll see. Oh. Uh, yeah, so she claimed to have bought them uh, to euthanize her dog. Okay. And I also saw this... Uh, in the YouTube video, mm-hmm. but I didn't see it anything anywhere else. So I okay. wasn't actually planning on like incorporating it, mm-hmm. but it's kind of a sick fact. So I'm gonna tell it. So according to that YouTube video, I don't know where the they got that Thought. claim from, mm-hmm. but they they said that um, apparently she euthanized her dog to test. The sedatives oh and then replace the dog with the same breed that's creepy that's fucking creepy okay but i mean allegedly <laughs> you know <laughs> um yeah but then she later changed her statement saying that she had planned on committing suicide after oh. she failed her exams mm-hmm. but she ended up throwing the drugs away as they were no use so yeah um, it was also reported that the relationship between Sungjae and his girlfriend was pretty toxic. Uh-oh. She apparently went on stage during one of his concerts and screamed at the fans to leave her boyfriend alone. She would throw fit when, uh, whenever he was approached by fans. Yeah. She would constantly contact his friends to find out w- what he was doing. Uh, she shot him in the face with a gas gun once. Oi! And tied him to a bed with a duct tape once when he was drunk. What the fuck? Yeah. I also read somewhere that she tied him up to, like, stop him from signing a contract. Why, though? Because she was very against, like... His career? Yeah, I know. I have no idea. But I couldn't find that article, so I was like... kind of loony. Yeah. But what did he do? So it was also believed, well, I guess like if he was ever abusive against her, she would probably say something. Yeah. But I, nothing like that came up hmm. ever in any of the articles I read. So she, um, yeah, no, I don't think he was. I think it was just on her side. Crazy. Crazy. Okay, it is also believed that she turned on the dryer before she left the hotel to dry not to drown out any noises uh-huh. while she was enliving him. I see. So that's the only relevance the dryer has. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And she also allegedly tried to bribe the police to stop them from running an autopsy. What the? 
the autopsy, yeah. She, because rich. she really wanted them to, like, be like, oh, yeah, it was cardiac arrest, and, like, stop the case now. Oh, okay. Oh, so she tried to bribe the police bro, to it's stop that them. easy. That's just stupid. Yeah. Uh, so once evidence started piling up and Sung Ji's girlfriend became the prime suspect, mm -hmm. she requested for the cause of death to be changed back to cardiac arrest. Oh, wow. Like, isn't That's... that fucking... All everything points to her. Yeah, she's just making whatever Things... the, the fuck situation yeah. she's more suspicious. Like, like everyone she... will be like, it's probably her. It's, not, it's like really the... easy to see. Yeah. I don't... What, what I don't... was she thinking? Literally, okay. Uh, when his mother went to identify him, mm -hmm. she noticed that his hair and makeup was still done, mm -hmm. but he but he always took it off no matter the time or place, which yeah. means he was probably killed before he even managed to go to bed. Yeah. Apparently, he was also wearing a long sleeve shirt bought by his girlfriend at the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, bought by his girlfriend at the time of the, his passing, even though he never usually wears this type of shirt. And it is believed that this was intentional to hide the needle marks. Wow. Again, like, they were going to find them anyway. Yeah, like, also, <laughs> so I don't understand. When, when you're doing autopsy, yeah. the, the corpse will be naked. Exactly. And she's a medical student. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently not a very smart one. No. Yeah. So at first, his girlfriend was actually sentenced to life in prison. Oh. For the murder of Kim Sung-jae. Okay. But during the second and third trial, witnesses testifying against her suddenly claim not to remember anything. That's shady as fuck, bro. And the court also argued that the amount of sedatives she bought was not enough to kill a person. Oh. And she was released for lack of evidence. Whoa! I am so fucking mad. I was so mad when I was wow. doing research for this. What the hell? Because it's so obvious. It's so obvious that it's her. Um, and another fact that makes this case suspicious is how bad of a job the police did of gathering evidence. Yeah, of course. They didn't question the backup dancers on time. No. And they didn't rush to check the CCTV footage of the hotel. Yeah, what about the man? Which there was a plenty of. And now that CCTV footage, for unknown reason, has been completely deleted. Ew. I think... You know, I want to kill now someone. it just sounds like oh. maybe the girlfriend did it. But also like many people held grudges against him. So they helped her cover up. Well, oh, <laughs> okay. Actually, <clears throat> the news stated that Mrs. Kim, which yeah. is what she goes by, yeah, came from a wealthy family. Of course. An owner of 10 pharmacies <sighs> and was even related to politicians. Oh, okay. Do with that information what you will. Mm-hmm. You know what? It's all said. It, it was her. Yeah. It was 100% her. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, she probably tried to bribe them. That is... Now I get it because I was like, she tried to bribe people, but she's... Where, where did she even get the money from? And now I get it. Yeah. She's fucking rich. Yeah, that's why. Um. Yeah, so in the end, the case slowly faded out and no one was held rep responsible oh. ever for his death. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. 
uh, I'm not finished. Uh, yeah, later it's said that Mrs. Kim changed her name and underwent multiple plastic surgeries to change her appearance. <laughs> of course she did. Uh, you know who does that? Serial killers. killers. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me of my Japanese case. Yeah. Of the guy that became famous and had fangirls because like, he did plastic surgery after he murdered people and was on the run. And then people were like, oh my god, he's so handsome. It's kind of freaky. I mean, you can see right away that he had like a fuck yeah. ton of plastic surgery. That's mm-hmm. also how he got caught, by the way. Because the doctor was like, I think that's the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, of course. Okay, so fast forward to this September 2019. Mm-hmm. A Korean TV show called Unanswered Questions oh, was supposed to air an episode on Sungja's passing. Yeah. But Mrs. Kim mm-hmm. filed a provisional injunction to forbid the broadcast from airing. Excuse me? Dude, if you have nothing to hide, you wouldn't well, have to Well, because she would, she's basically, her claim was that it could tarnish her reputation, or like she would get a lot of hate from it, and like <sighs> people would, she would receive a lot of hate comments. Uh-huh. And it would, Tarnish her poor reputation. Well, there's no reputation left if you already changed her name and her appearance. I don't know. People would probably find her anyway. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was accepted by the court. And this is what they said. It is difficult to say that it that this broadcast is made solely for the public interest. There is a risk that it could cause irreparable damage to Mrs. Kim's character and honor. Mm. Mm. So, so bad, baby. Okay, so Sungja's brother released a statement saying that he doesn't understand the court's decision, of yeah. course, and that their aim is not to punish anyone, but to know the truth about what happened that day. Yeah. The biggest reason being that it's his mom's only wish. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> and they tried to air the episode a second time yeah. a few months late. A few months later. Mm-hmm. But again, they were prevented Ms. from Kim doing so like, by Mrs. Kim. Ugh. We hate her. Okay, and then, so that's actually the end of the case. But there is an additional creepy, like, detail. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> Lee Hyun-do, who was the second member of Deuce, okay. shared a story on a broadcast one day. Mm-hmm. He said that the two of them fought... A lot before they parted ways, yeah. and that the day Sungjae left to start his solo career, uh, he bid him goodbye and reached his hand out, but Hyundo didn't take it. And that night, um, he had a strange dream. Oh Lord! Um, he and Sungjae, yeah, the, he dreamt that he and Sungjae had just finished the schedule, yeah. and many fans were approaching them with flowers. Mm-hmm. But it only gave them to to Hyundo, which she found strange. And yeah, none of them, not blah, 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 and no one gave flowers to Sungjae. Right. He just smiled at them from afar. And he found this weird. So it was he went to Sungjae in his dream, to give him flowers. But then he said, "It's okay. I'm gonna get tons of flowers tomorrow." Oh. <laughs> oh my god, that's on his funeral. <laughs> R.I.P. The god. end. 
Bro, that was a that was a tough, that was sad, so sad and tragic case. <laughs> he was so fucking talented. Didn't oh. deserve this. Poor guy. Yeah, but so it's actually when I read it, it said that it was like considered one of the biggest mysterious deaths of K-pop. Yeah. Like. When it's you read really, the case, it's not really a mystery. I like mean, the answer is like staring you right in the face. Exactly. Like who else? They just couldn't do justice because of the circumstances. Mm, yeah. Oh my god. That sucks, bro. Yeah. This is one of those times. Times you're like, oh, but in Korea they're Christian, so I hope that after that, remember, remember, remember. Ooh, I hope she gets what she gets what she deserves, though. Yeah. I read that she's happily married with kids. With kids, probably. Damn. And she's like working in in a dental clinic or something. There's no social justice in this. I hope she. She seems to be walked free. Yeah, I hope so too. Even though we don't know if that exists or not. What the hell? Yeah. With all that Poor evidence. Guy. With all that evidence. I think it feels like a trend in Asia. Like this, this kind of cases keep on happening. You know, not like identical. Yeah. The way they're killed or whatever, but it's more like many times where the evidence is right there, the police just like they don't do anything until it's too late. Many of the cases I've heard from like true crime podcasts are, are like this. Yeah. They could have catch like the killer right away, but they were like, "Oh, we can't go into the house because we don't have a warrant." Blah blah yeah. blah, and then they ran away. And then, or more like, oh, we couldn't go in that day. We had to come back another day. Yeah. And then when they came back, of course, the evidence was gone, right? Mm-hmm. Or other times where, like, the victim has a stalker, and then they went to report report the stalker. Yeah. And then the police didn't take them seriously, and then they get killed. Like, the police. Mm-hmm. What What are the police even good for? They're not doing the job. Yeah. I think this is another another case of like laws don't apply for the rich. No, yeah, it they're above the law. Because she are. was literally sentenced to life in prison. Yeah, how the fuck did she get out of that? Because everyone was like, "Oh, I for oh, I take back my statement." Actually, I don't remember anything. Wow. Like obviously they were fucking bribed or like threatened. That's not right, bro. <sighs> yeah, oh, man. That got heavy real quick. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's move on to a little lighter supernatural story. <laughs> I mean, it's not really much lighter, but at least it's not like this. Okay. And we also don't know if it's real or not because it's kind of like a supernatural. <laughs> it it is supernatural, but it was also posted by someone as like a something that happened to them when they were a child. Oh. Something that happened to them in their childhood. Okay. So basically, I'm going to talk about a uh, like a fictional monster or like Japanese urban legend figure. They call it yokai. It's essentially like Japanese spirits, mm-hmm. but that's what we we in the Western world call monsters and stuff like or ghosts. So she's actually many many of like those fictional characters we have in like horror store games today are like based off this oh, okay. legend. For example, my darling Lady Dimitrescu is <laughs> also based on her. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about uh, Hachishaku-sama, or we can also call her like Hashaku-sama. I think Hashaku-sama is easier. 
And it's basically translated into like eight feet tall. Okay. Because this yokai is like uh, eight feet tall. Uh, eerie woman, like kind of like a, yeah, like a feminine figure. Mm-hmm. I, it can, sometimes it's like a really like withered old lady. And other times it's like a really attractive woman. But it doesn't matter the appearance. The height is always like inhuman because okay. no human are actually eight feet yeah, t- yeah. tall, right? And then she's kind of like, she preys on children. Like she chooses a victim and then she will stalk them for maybe days mm-hmm. or months or years or whatever until, and then before she like, before the children disappears or like dies mysteriously. And it's always children, like from nine till eleven, never any adults. It kind of remind me like it remind me remind me of uh, Pennywise. Oh, okay. Because yeah. like he eats children, right? I mean, he can eat adults too, but he eats children because yeah. they, they taste better. But in this case, it's not because she can't like uh, prey on adults. It's more like it's easier with children because children are like they're dependent on adults around them, like mm-hmm. so. So the monster can kind of like imitate the adults, use their voice to talk yeah. to them. Like when the children can see them, they can be like, it's, you, it's me, your grandpa and stuff. To lure like the yeah. children out. So basically this story actually like, uh, yeah, I'm not going to tell you more about the appearance or whatever because like, that it will be part of the story. Mm-hmm. So back in August 2008, there was this, uh, you know, Japan, they have like many online forums where people post their stories, kind of like Reddit, yeah. but it's not official, of course. So somebody posted something in back in 2008 and it was like, okay, I want to talk this, this person that posted on the website is a user. And the user was like, okay, I want to talk about something that happened to me uh, in summer back in 1998. So in Asia, it's like really normal that you don't live in the same region as your grandparents like you can live in tokyo and your grandparents probably down in like another island or prefecture maybe like kyushu or whatever and then during summer you will book flights or your parents will book a flight and just send you there you know so they can have like the house for themselves during summer while you're at your grandparents house so that was the same thing that happened with this user and the thing is i've heard like many versions of this story so sometimes it's a boy like the storyteller mm-hmm. the main character might be a boy and other times it's a girl but this time i think the original one was the boy okay yeah so basically uh it was summer and the parents were like yeet you go <laughs> go to your grandparents house no yeah so during both summer and winter breaks they will be sent away to mm-hmm. the grandparents right so it's like a really small but very beautiful village. Village, And, you know, if you're like in a village, your grandparents probably has to work in the field, right? So you're like free to roam around yeah. and just play in the nature on your own and stuff. And if you're lucky, you can become friends with like local kids. But that's not always the case. So the main character was like, they were the only grandchild, so they were alone. So they just had to like do something, you know. Mm-hmm. So... They were like eight year old back at that time, and they were like in third third grade. Yeah. Hmm. What the heck? Yeah, yeah. So ba- basically, they remember like being in the backyard and just playing, and the sun was out and the weather was nice, 
And then in front of their backyard, they have like this. You know, usually you can have a fence or a wall, right? But yeah. in, in Japan, it's more popular to just have like tall bushes. Yeah. Okay. There, right? You can plant something or whatever. So when you're in the backyard, you can always see the other side of the road because the bush is always like so tall. And especially when you're a kid, you can't really see the other side. So they were just like sit, lying on the grass and re- relaxing and stuff. And he was about to get up, right? And that's when they heard like a really strange sound. And the sound's like, p o p o, kind of like, okay, like that, just like that. And they're like, huh, that's kind of weird because it doesn't sound mechanical, right? It felt like it was made by someone's mouth, like a human's mouth. Yeah. So it was like over and over again in a really deep and masculine voice, <laughs> but he just couldn't like fa- uh, understand what that was. So they just looked a little up, and then on top of the hedge. They saw like this straw hat, the top of a straw hat. <laughs> Professor Hoot Hoot, please go back to your business. <laughs> yeah, and then the hat moved, moved kind of sideways. And but so when he came like closer to the fence, he was like, huh, he can see like it's a woman. Yeah. The hat was on the head of, of a woman. And that's when he realized, oh, this is the person that was making that popo sound, right? And the woman was also like wearing this white summer dress. Mm-hmm. But the height of the hedge was literally like eight feet. So he was like, what the fuck? How, like, how can a woman be that tall? Like, literally, even taller than the, 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 the hedge. That's really, because have you seen a human that's eight feet tall? No, no, <laughs> it doesn't really exist, right? And then the lady just keep like walking, like yeah, it was the hedge and the fence and whatever. And then they just kept walking down the street or whatever. And he was like, oh okay, maybe it's just somebody wearing like high heel shoes, a costume, you know? Yeah, yeah, because you know you can have those kind of chopstick like yeah, sandals yeah. and stuff. Yeah, people wear that. Mm-hmm. So I was just okay, just a costume. So they were just went back to the house and the, the grandparents were like in the kitchen drinking tea and they were like. Oh, what did you do today, grandson? Blah, blah, blah. And he was like, yeah, I just saw, I was out, I saw a tall woman, but I thought maybe it was a man dressed up as a woman because they were so tall. And the parent, the grandpa was like, what the fuck is this child talking about? They didn't really pay attention. And then he was like, he just kept going like, oh, she was taller than the fence. Uh, and she was wearing a hat. And she she made a strange sound, you know, the sound, po, po, po. And that's when like the grandparents just stopped and they were like, what did you say? And he was like, yeah, you know, a person making the blah, blah, blah sound. And then now they totally stopped. Like, they were, the, both of the grandparents were, like, looking directly at their grandson. And then they kind of panicked. They were, like, just grabbed him by the arm. And then started to be like, where did you, say, where did you see her? When, uh, when and how? Like, what were you doing? And where was she standing? And how much taller was she compared to the fence? And what did you see? Did she see you? Like, just many questions, you know? And he tried to, like, answer as good as he can, but it was kind of like, he was also kind of shocked because grandparents are supposed to be like, they're just like nice and chill, and they're clearly panicking, right? So the grandma, like, just stayed with him while the grandpa just went to the, you know, the landline and started calling people. And he couldn't really hear what the grandpa was saying because, like, the sliding doors. Because. Basically, they always have the telephone, like, uh, not in the room, but, like, outside in the corridor. 
corridor. There, there will be a small table there, and that's yeah. where the phone will be. So he couldn't hear anything. And then he just looked over at his grandpa, grandma, and grandma was like trembling, literally, like shivering and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then grandpa finished and, well, and then said to uh, the grandma, okay, I've got to go out for a while. You stay here with the child. Uh, don't take your eyes off him for a, even for a second. And then, of course, the main character was like scared, right? Like, oh, what's going on? And he, he was like literally terrified and he started crying. And then grandpa just looked at him with a really sad expression and was like, uh, you have been liked by like Hachishaku-sama. And then he was confused, like, what the fuck is It's <laughs> Hachishaku-sama, yeah. right? And then that's all he said. He just left, drove off. Grand- grandpa. Like, he was just like, I have to go somewhere. Oh my god. And then, and then he, of course, he will try to like ask grandma, right? To explain like, what is this thing? Yeah. Or who is this, who is this person? And grandma was like, oh, it's okay. You don't have to worry. Grandpa will fix this. You know? While she was trembling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Literally. I was oh, like, how, really? how do you convince a child yeah. when you're that scared yourself, right? So they were just nervous and sitting in the kitchen waiting for the grandpa to come back. And then after a while, she started, of course, the grandma started to explain that, right? After she has calmed down. Yeah. So she was like, okay, they call it the uh, Hachishaku-sama in Japanese. And that means eight feet tall, you know, like the name suggested. That's why they're like eight feet tall, right? And then the signature is that they laugh in a strange, like man-like voice. That voice. Yeah. So that voice is actually a laugh. Yeah. I was like, what do you mean? Like, because when I read about that story before, nobody told me that was a laugh. Yeah. Now, now that I know, it's but even, why it, do they laugh? Do they just laugh? Yeah, it's like Pennywise laughing because you okay. know, they're going to prey on children. I I would assume that's what it yeah. is. Uh, and it can like it appears always slightly differently depending on who sees it so that's why what i said earlier it could look like an old woman but also yeah. or a very attractive woman or whatever so and sometimes they actually wear it wear kimono mm-hmm. like traditional japanese clothes and other times they will be wearing like a funeral type of kimono mm-hmm. so it's really different but i think most people that know about this story think that they're always in this white brimmed hat and some address. Okay. That's what they are known for. And then have hair so long that it kind of covers the eyes. Mm-hmm. But it's not really like cover cover. Just it's like thin hair over That's the eyes. That's fucking crazy. So it's like a veil. And then when it comes closer to you, you're just like... <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> so the story about the Hachishaku-sama is like oh, a long time ago. Uh, okay, so the thing about like Asian yokais, like monsters, is that... When it comes to yokais that are women, they probably most definitely died a horrible death okay. for some reason, and then they can't come oh, back. Oh, so they there is there are several. Yeah, of course they're like. They're, oh, they're, I thought it was only the same. Like of course like, this is this is, no. I'm the the way they haunt people are different. Of course, some some monsters only haunt men, blah blah blah, and they look different. Yeah. I'm just saying what they have in common. Common is that mo- they most definitely died in the tragic. Okay in horrible way, way and maybe they, they got wronged by a specific type of people and that's why they come back as yokais mm-hmm. and this is of course one of the women uh, form yeah. of yokais right there are also like some yokais that look like a pretty woman mm-hmm. and then they end up being a spider yeah like that for example okay I'm just saying so and then usually they're like it's very common that they end up be getting captured by monks because mm-hmm. monks they're supposed to have like spiritual powers 
just like you know western priest and like exorcism yeah yeah they do the same thing okay but they don't expel them and send them back to hell or whatever it doesn't no something like that doesn't exist it's more like trapping them at some place mm-hmm. but when the thing like let's say six stones that are supposed to make out like a figure that and traps the monster in the middle and if one of the stones something happens to that one stone of course of course the monster will end up coming out again. yeah 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 and who's gonna stop them until they get noticed <laughs> mm-hmm. so that's the problem so this one with uh Sama was also like captured by monks a long time ago and then they managed to like come find it in the, like a ruined building on the outskirts of the village and the way they trapped it was using four really small religious uh, statues called Jesus. I think Jesus is like they probably look like mini monk. Like they, 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 I think they look kind of cute. No, it's J I Z O S. Okay, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, not Jesus, bro. I know. It sounds like a kid. Jesus. They're really cute. They're like mini monks or like mini Buddhas. Yeah. Look, you can look at a picture here. Look. Oh, that's really cute. Yeah. So cute. Okay. So when you go to visit like a Japanese forest and you see them, you can put like a little snack in front of there Aww. for them to eat, like that. So yeah, so they use like four uh, Jesus. So they place it like of course north, <laughs> south, east, west, the typical, of course. Mm-hmm. And it was supposed. It was when you do it with like spiritual power, the Jesus is not supposed to move anywhere from there, right? It's mm-hmm. supposed to be. Standing there, yeah. But for some reason, it managed uh-uh. to escape. So well, probably the diesel got chipped or something. I would think. Okay. Yeah, because it's probably made out of stone. But the last time, uh, Hakshak uh, Sama uh, appeared was fifteen years ago. Okay. So, but but whomever like they see will die within a few days. Yeah, and. It sounds really crazy. Like imagine telling that to an eight-year-old. Yeah. What what are what are they supposed to say? Yeah, grandma, I believe you. <laughs> Especially kids. I mean, kids that grow up like in the countries, like uh, away from the cities. Yeah, I would think they would believe that. But when you're a city kid, kid, and you just visit your grandma, and somehow you're going to believe like believe like this urban legend that you have never heard before. It's kind yeah. Crazy. So, but yeah. After that, though, Grandpa came back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Grandpa came back with, like, a old woman. And, okay, she introduced herself as K-san. Like, son is, like, just, like... Yeah. Yeah, you call whoever the fuck. Like, AM-san, PM-san, mm-hmm. Professor-san, whatever. So, K-san handed, hand like, the main character a small crumble piece of parchment. It's probably, like, you know, religious stuff. Yeah. And said, okay... Just take this and then you hold it and don't let go. And then she and grandpa just went up there to do something. So they were supposed to like prepare a room for okay. the main character to hide until mm-hmm. it's over or something. But so it was, you know, kitchen time with grandma again mm-hmm. <laughs> while waiting. Uh, and then later they came down and then they took the main character up to the bedroom. And then the bedroom is now like covered the windows were like covered in newspapers and ancient runes were like written on them Damn. and stuff. And then there were also small bowls of salt. You know, salt as a yeah, 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 yeah. You know about that. So small salt in every corner of the room because there is like a belief that every corner of the room, it, like, is the darkest 
darkest mm. place of the room and that's where it's like most scary and if there's anything like evil trying to get to you they will start from the corner yeah, yeah right so there's salt and then there's also like a small buddha st- statue placed up in the center of the room and on top of the wooden on, on top of a wooden box and b- bright blue buckets and then there was like oh why did you put like a bucket here oh yeah that's for you to pee and poo because you're not supposed to like oh, pee the wow. room for a while yeah so the case on was like okay listen soon the sun will be setting so you have to listen really carefully you have to stay in this room until tomorrow morning and you must not come out during any circumstances until seven o'clock tomorrow morning oh wow like your grandmother and grandfather will not speak to you at all or call you you have to remember do not leave the room for any reason and we will let your parents know what's going on and then she said it in like this really grave tone like Mm -hmm. not speaking to your child like listen here like that yeah so main character even though they were eight years old they were just like this is this real is serious. <laughs> this is serious like there's no joke here and then the grandpa was like you have to follow k-san's instructions for real for real yeah so and never let go of the parchment oh yeah you have yeah. to hold that too and if anything happens pray to buddha <laughs> and make sure you lock this door when we leave. So lock the mm-hmm. door, stay in there until 7 o'clock the next morning, right? And then they just walked into the hallway and saying goodbye and blah, blah. And then the main character just locked the door. And then there was TV inside, so it's not like they were going to be yeah, bored yeah, or anything. Yeah. They just tried to watch TV. But of course, he was really nervous yeah, and felt really sick sick in the stomach. Mm-hmm. And there were some snacks, sweets, blah, blah. But he didn't eat anything. Just felt like he was, he was in prison. Mm-hmm. And... And scared, just waited. And then before he knew it, he was asleep. And then they got, like, they woke up around 1 a.m. Because there was something tapping on the window. No. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, tap, 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 tap. <laughs> and then, you know, he just felt, like, the blood drain from his face. And then he heard his heartbeat was, like, going 100. <laughs> and just trying to, okay, okay, calm down, calm down. Just... Just it's just the wind playing tricks or whatever, so <laughs> even though they're like myself. even though they're like eight years old, they were like okay, let me just drink some tea <laughs> and calm down a little and try to watch the TV, even though like it's to drown out like the loud tap tap yeah. sound, right? And then eventually it just stopped altogether, and that's when uh, he heard like grandpa's voice, and then grandpa was like, hey, are you okay in there? Because like if you're scared, you don't you don't have to stay in there all alone. I can come in and keep you company. And then he he smiled. He was like rushed rushed over and was going to open the door. But then he stopped because he had goosebumps all over it. Right, like wait, it sounds like grandpa, but it's kind of different. He he can't tell the difference, but he knew that he just knew that it wasn't like sound. It it wasn't exactly grandpa's voice, even though it sounds. It's supposed to sound exactly the same, right? And it was like, oh. And then the grandpa said, hey, what are you doing? You can come open the door now. And then he just kind of glanced to his left and, like, felt a chill went down his spine because the salt in, like, one of the corners were, like, slowly turning black. <laughs> so he kind of backed away from the door and was, like, trembling with fear and fell to, the, fell to his knees and was, like, clutching, like, the Buddha buddha yeah. statue and the piece of parchment because he's not supposed to yeah, let go yeah, right yeah. 
and then he was like and then just just like oh my god please save me from uh hashakusama please save me from hashakusama like talking to the buddha statue and then the voice outside starts saying bubble bubble yep and remember bubble bubble is it's hashakusama laughing just give me the oh creeps. my god <laughs> and then it just so basically they were just like cowering there half crying and half praying for the rest of the night yeah and it felt like the night would never end <laughs> and until like it was the morning and then the time on on the desk was 7:13 a.m. and the salt in all four of the bowls had turned pitch black they have done it to their job though basically yeah. yeah they have done their job but just in case just check the watch right okay 7:13 good okay so we just cautiously opened the door and grandpa grandma and Kaysan were standing in the outside where waiting for him Mm-hmm. And, they, and then when they saw saw his face, they were like, "Oh my God!" Grandma bursted into tears and was like, "Oh, I'm so glad you're still alive." Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> and and then uh, grand her and then they went downstairs and father and mother was there waiting because they were not supposed to be there, right? Yeah. They just sent him on the flight, and then grand grandpa came and was like, "Hurry up! We gotta get going!" And then they went out the front door and there was this black van waiting in the driveway. Yeah, and there were like v- many other men from the village, standing around it and pointing at him, and was like, "Oh, that's the boy, that's the boy." Uh, and the van had like nine seats, and just put it in the middle. That's that means the second second. Let's say he has yeah three rows, right? Three rows of seats. Yeah. So they put him in the middle, middle mm-hmm. of the seats, and all the men surrounded him, and then Kaysan was in the driver's seats, and the men men sitting next to him was like, "Okay." You got yourself in quite a lot of trouble. I know you're probably worried, but what you're gonna do is you will keep your head down and your eyes shut because we cannot see it, but you can. Mm-hmm. So don't open your eyes until like we get you to safety. And then Grandpa just like drove it in the front. Grandpa was driving in in the car in front front of the van, yeah. and the father was driving the car behind the van. So when everyone was ready, they just started like moving. In a row, slowly, in a row, and then they were driving like twenty kilometers per hour, maybe less. And then after a while, Kason said, "Okay, this is where it's going to get really hard." And Kason started like muttering a prayer under her breath, and that's when like the main character heard like "po po po po" again, mm-hmm. and they were they haven't opened their eyes. They were just like scared and clutching the parchment, really hard, and kept the head down right. But then. He just couldn't resist. Like he peeked outside, and that's when he saw like this white dress fluttering in the breeze outside of the van. Oh my god! While they were driving, <laughs> and it was moving with the van, and of course it was Hashakusama running like alongside the cars. Yeah, and this is why they're also like usually she doesn't wear any shoes. She wears like the dress and the hat, but there's no shoes, and I'm like, of course. Because there are other versions where she's like in sandals or black or white heels. Yeah. Like you can run that fast with that, bro. Yeah. So, she was outside the van and she was keeping pace with us. And a version that I've read is like, yeah, she bent down and peered into the van. <laughs> you look like you're so scared, bro. Because I'm imagining it. <laughs> 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 and I then, wish I had that fantasy. And of course, right main character gas was like, <gasps> and then the man was like, keep your head down, <laughs> close your eyes. Yeah. 
yelled at him, right? And he was like, oh, yeah, of course, he took it. And then the tapping began again. Of course, he was like running and tapping and looking into the van. And the po-po-po kind of like, po-po-po became louder and louder. And the tapping was like on all the windows around them. Oh, that's so scary. And all of the men in the van were kind of like on edge. They were also kind of scared. And they were like muttering nervously to themselves because they can't see and they can't hear her voice. Mm-hmm. But they can hear the tapping on the windows. Yeah. And Kay Sandra started like praying louder and louder until she was almost like shouting the prayers. And then I think she's probably like uh, Miko. Uh, basically like... Uh, not a witch. I don't. I don't know that word, bro. Like I'm pretty sure it's called a miko. Miko, 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 miko. Uh, gotta Google that. I should have. I should have probably you know <laughs> done my research a little more thoroughly. Uh, it's like a shrine maiden. Okay. So shrine they have priests, right? And a miko is like the female version of it. Okay. Yeah. So they have like spiritual powers too. But I'm pretty sure they have this another word too, and it's like a medium, but I don't remember the word. She's mm-hmm. either one of these. So she knows her stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so she was like shouting, and the tension was like really, really stressful in the car. Everybody was like, oh, this is unbearable, but they just have to keep driving. Mm-hmm. But after a while, the tapping stopped, and the voice like disappeared and kind of faded gradually. So Kason looked back and was like, okay, I think we're safe now. And all the men was like, whew, finally over. Mm-hmm. So the van pulled aside to the road and the men got out and they transferred like the main character into the dad's car. And then the mother was like holding, held, holding him close and was mm-hmm. crying. So uh, grandpa and father kind of like bowed and then they say thanks to the men. And then Kason came down to the window and asked, asked like the main character to show, to show her the parchment he mm-hmm. was holding. And the parchment had turned completely black. Oh my so God. it was like really doing its job. Yeah. Yeah. And, and she was like, oh, I think you'll be okay now. But just to be sure, you can hold this for a while. So she just gave him another new parchment. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to hold until they got to the airport. So they just drove straight to the airport, jumped on the next flight, and then they left the, that prefecture. Damn. Yeah. And then... So the, on their way back, and, and the parents were like, yeah, because uh, he, he had heard about the story about uh, Hashakusama before. Mm-hmm. But since it was like 15 years ago, uh, he didn't really think about that anymore, right? Mm-hmm. So he, he believed in that because he knew about this. Because the last person that disappeared was one of his friends. Like, the friend mm-hmm. had been chosen as, like, a victim. And, like, just disappeared and was never seen again a few days later. Why do you why why do you look like that? <laughs> yeah, so they were like many of those that have been a victim that have been liked by Hashakusama and had actually lived mm-hmm. to tell the te- t- t- tell the tale. They had all left Japan mm. and like settled down in foreign countries yeah. and never came back again. Damn. Yeah. They just didn't want to, you know, take a chance because she always chooses like children as their victims. And it's, of course, it's because, like, children are dependent on their family and parents. So it's easier to deceive them yeah. when she poses as their relative and stuff. And then all the men that was in the van were, like, their blood relatives. Because mm-hmm. when there were, like, many people with the same blood in the same place, 
it's harder for a hotshot someone to tell who's which which is okay. which especially when they're like moving so the reason why grandpa grandpa was like gone for a while was because grandpa was trying to gather all the blood relatives in that area to come mm. help you know and so and then he told uh the main character that one of those little jesus statues right that was yeah. supposed to keep a trap had been broken mm-hmm. and that's why that's how she escaped so the sad thing about the story is that they haven't seen their grandparents since that day because the grandparents were too old to like travel across japan to come yeah. visit them and they know that the grandchild cannot go back there yeah, ever yeah. again but they will like stay in contact on the phone mm-hmm. and then over the f- and over like a few years the main character is like trying to convince themselves like oh this is just like an urban legend and it was just a prank but sometimes they're not too sure <laughs> yeah they're just like hmm and also good grandfather had died like two years ago from when the time when the story was posted he was sick but the grandchild wasn't allowed to visit and didn't and was even the grandpa was even like left in his will like oh my grandchild is not allowed to attend my funeral damn yeah so it was really sad for them and then the grandma called a few days ago they posted the story and said that she had been diagnosed with cancer mm-hmm. the grandma damn that was left and then she missed she missed him terribly and wanted to see him one last time before she died mm-hmm. and he was like are you sure grandma like is it is it safe and she yeah. was like oh it's okay it's been 10 years it all happened a long time uh, a, a long time ago it's yeah, he's not a child anymore. yeah you're all grown up now so it, it shouldn't be a problem yeah and then so but she, she was like but but he was like but what happened to Hashakusamai, right yeah and then for a moment there was kind of like a silence on the other end of the phone and then he heard a deep masculine voice saying Pop, 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 pop. <laughs> you look so scared. <laughs> you sure you want to sleep alone tonight? <laughs> yeah, and that was the story of uh, Hashak-sama, also known as Hachishak-sama. Yeah. Did you like it? <laughs> I did, actually. <laughs> wow. Oh my god. Yeah, what do you think? <laughs> so it it is kind of what it is, and oh. this is a, allegedly a true story, right? Yeah, it's supposed, to, but you don't know because it was like posted on yeah. an online forum. So. Wow! And the powers and skills of like uh, Hashikama is like teleportation, incredible stealth vast supernatural teleportation powers. yeah immortality and manipulation immortality manipulation wow. <laughs> on the side it says hobby kidnapping and killing people mainly children <laughs> what a great hobby yeah i mean they say that they don't really know why it has to kill children like possibly to feed on the and for the living for all eternity okay yeah so Lady Dimitrescu is based on this character, together with like many other. <laughs> They're like, oh, the type of villain uh, Hashakusama is is uh, the demo- demonic kidnapper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. 
So this is, I would say this is probably what you can count as the Asian version of Slenderman. Yeah. 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 But I don't think people make porn out of Slenderman, though. Yeah, fun fact. So basically... No, I didn't need to know that. Come on. That was foul. <laughs> okay. I didn't need to know that. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I want to say it anyway, though. <laughs> you can't tell me that after telling me that story. <laughs> So basically, there are versions of like Hashakama stories that are like, of course, illustrated, like made in like manga form. And instead of like kidnapping the children to eat them, she beeps them instead. Anyways, that's all I have to say. (laughs) Why are you so shocked? People make porn out of anything. Bro, (laughs) you look like you're regretting your life decisions. (laughs) <laughs> why do you put on your sunglasses <laughs> I don't want to see the world okay anymore. okay I'll make you delicious food later thank you you'll live I have no faith left no okay. whatever this is understandable but yeah this was this has been entertaining to say the least the least <laughs> indeed <laughs> the way you were I felt like I had you on the edge of your seat yeah yeah because the way you were sitting I was like hmm <laughs> I was, you were in I the chair but also not in your chair <laughs> <laughs> I was fully feeling like I was in real life listening to a supernatural BuzzFeed supernatural <laughs> oh you know in Japan they have this thing where you're like in a house and then you have friends over Yeah. and you light up 100 candles so you guys take rounds to tell people like scary, horror scary 100 stories 100 candles, candles. Okay. and every time you finish telling a story you have to blow out the candle you're supposed to tell 100 yeah, stories 100 stories no matter how small or, uh, or big they are long they are people are it's like a horror story night and the point is like after you have blown out the candles a ghost is supposed to show on itself how fun yeah but the thing is often you will realize that one of your friends or your guests is the ghost or is the dead person Okay, anyways, I think we can wrap it up now. Yeah, nice. Okay, this has been today's episode of The Fucking Podcast.